welcome to Cinemarathon, the Movie Marathons podcast, where we watch a series of movies all in one day and then discuss them afterwards. My name is John, and this month I am joined by Matthew. <laughs> by Richard. Kids are scared of the park. And we got Josh. We did it again! Excellent. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, happy holidays, guys. Merry Christmas. Fuck you. (laughs) Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Yeah, there we go. Kwanzaa. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so we decided to do a holiday marathon this time around. And pretty much, I mean, there's a couple of holiday series, but the one that seemed most appealing to us was all of the Home Alone movies. Which uh, five? Yeah, (laughs) that was a that was a fun surprise because I was like, yeah, Home Alone. You got you know the first three, and little did I know that there were two like made for TV ABC Family Home Alone movies. Yeah, that was complete news to me. I had no idea, but there's two of them. It's basically well, the entire marathon is Home Alone, Home Alone Two, Lost in New York, Home Alone Three. And then we thought it ended there, but then there's also Home Alone 4, or as its video title is, is Home Alone Taking Back the House. Mm-hmm. I take it which way you want. Mm-hmm. And then the final one was Home Alone The Holiday Heist, which, believe it or not, came out last year in 2012. Thank God it did. <laughs> Give us a good, a better ending to the franchise than we were yeah. dealing with. But, were they all um, Holiday Heists? I guess kind of well. It's the third one, a Christmas movie. I mean, not it's, really. Well, it's, it's winter. It's winter. Yeah. I don't know if it's Christmas. I don't remember any Christmas decorations in it. Yeah, nor, nor do I really. Mm. Oh wait, wait a second. What is he? Isn't he? Yes, it is Christmas because not why he's given the toy car no, no, by no. the old lady. It's because he, he, he shoveled, shoveled the snow, right? Yeah. Well, right. I thought it was because it was around Christmas time. He she just gave it to him as payment. Yeah, instead oh, of paying okay. him because he took a long time. So she's like, instead of paying you, I'm going to give you this toy. Never mind. Okay, so maybe it's not a holiday movie. Well, I think my confusion is the first two obviously released around Christmas time yeah. or in that zone. And I think the third movie didn't release during the holidays. I think it was like just earlier a, on. Just I mean, a random time. From my memory, I don't, I don't exactly recall, but I think it was like not around holiday time. Might like you say somewhere in your memory, John? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't even go see it when it came out. Like I'd only ever seen the first two. Then that's it. Had any of you guys seen the third or fourth or fifth? I, mean, no, I doubt it. Absolutely not. All new. No. I knew of them. Well, I knew of up through four. I didn't know really? there was a fifth one. Well, uh, I guess we should just move right along to the first movie, which was Home Alone. <laughs> good as it ever was yeah Yeah, pretty good yeah so there's no home alone haters here we're all thumbs up on on home alone thumbs up absolutely sweet well moving on (laughs) perfect movie yeah i feel like home alone gets this really kind of bad rap as this like piece of shit movie or something and i I don't know if it's because we were children when we saw it but i've always really liked it i mean it's kind of dumb fun but absolutely well i think what happened was is that a bunch of kids drag their parents to see this back in the day and what sticks most in your mind because i didn't honestly remember what percentage of the movie it was but the thing that obviously sticks out is the hijinks like the the house trap hijinks that occur in the third act hands in the face and whatnot yeah but that doesn't even happen for like an hour that's like what what, half an hour of the movie 40 minutes tops no not even it's not even it's It's like like 20 minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes yeah it's it's the only thing i ever think about when i think about that movie yeah but there's so much else going on in that movie and i think because all the kids probably 
you know, after they saw that movie, wanted to rig up traps and <laughs> I, going around sliding on their knees going, yes, like that parents just got pissed off. I, I rigged up so many traps in my house. <laughs> really? <laughs> Broke so many, like lamps and bookcases. Like, oh, it, was, <laughs> it, it, it did not turn out well for my parents. Did you ever foil any burglars? No, just, just my parents and so, occasionally <laughs> myself when I forgot that I set a trap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I mean, because to me, when we actually watched it this time, I, I was amazed because we were like 45, 50 minutes into the movie and there are still no traps going on. Right. And I was like, wow, this movie actually has a plot and has characters. It's Well, they, they painstakingly go out of their way to engineer a scenario in which it is in any way remotely reasonable that this family could leave their child behind. I thought it was unattended. a pretty, pretty reasonable explanation. Yeah, because literally the first 20 to 30 minutes is everything is like, oh, OK, the tickets lost, like the, the power is recycling and going out like they just every little thing to make it in any way makes sense. Yeah, the kid from across the street is in right. as part of the head count when they're getting in the van. Yeah. Like, it's all really cleverly put together. They but set it all up. Despite that, I still think Kevin has the worst parents <laughs> in, history. in the history yeah. of parents. Yeah. Well, his family pretty is bad. certainly pretty awful. <laughs> like, you know, there's not one person in that family that I was like feeling any sort of. Well, except for the mom. I like the mom. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. she she fucks up. But I like the mom. But yeah, I, the whole family is just full of assholes. <laughs> Everybody's always picking on him. Well, it's a very like heightened reality of them hating the kid, which mm-hmm. I think is kind of intentional. Like, for, for, I've always sort of taken it as the movie. The reason they're so over the top is because you're sort of from this child's perspective, right? Yeah, right. So it's sort of like it probably isn't even that insane in, I guess, reality in quotes. But since you're seeing it from Kevin's point of view, they're just so like mean to him. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it is inferred that there's been a lot of him bugging them. In the past, that makes it so that they just quick to dismiss him and, be, and say, like, you know, get out of my face and stuff like that. Well, and, and they're set up for him being a little irresponsible as well as being having the micro machine trap where, like the dad says, like, I, I've told you three times to clean up these cars. You got to lay all over the place. So they, they do set up that he's a kid and he's not not totally like self-sufficient and he has to constantly be told what to do and doesn't follow through. So, which I think is interesting that they that that's sort of the basis of the family hating him because he's eight. You know what I mean? Like how many <laughs> right. were super responsible eight year olds are? There are some that are better than others, but it's just an interesting setup, especially considering that one of the kids in the family is just like the other Culkin, who's like just like Bedwetter McGee, and everyone seems to like and love is like him. prideful of it. Yeah, too. that's always been so weird to me that he yeah. gives you a little like eyebrows like, and a little winky wink, like sip. He's yeah, like, yes, yeah, get in the bed with me. Uh-huh. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you should not be prideful that you're pissing the bed. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird, weird character. <laughs> his uh, his brother's kind of a dick too, Buzz. Oh, kind yeah. of a dick. He's he always like the dick. <laughs> I love uh, that the scene where he, uh, Macaulay Culkin is going through his room afterwards, and he finds a picture of Buzz's girlfriend. Right. And he's like, oh, Buzz's girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> and uh, I like just a little factoid about that is um they actually got a a boy to put on a wig and dress up like a girl for the picture so that they wouldn't have like some little girl. <laughs> Have their a, picture, yeah, on, yeah, on like on, on a movie that everybody's seeing, and they, they, like Macaulay Culkin's calling her butt ugly. <laughs> It'd be pretty devastating for a girl. Yeah, yeah. to get like casting call for like oh little girls, like <laughs> <laughs> you win. <laughs> She's like, oh, man. If you're chubby, you're ugly. <laughs> Um, we should talk a bit about the Wet Bandits. I think mm. you know Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. 
The... Weird, weird role for Joe Pesci. <laughs> I don't, I don't quite know how that all came together, but I'll allow it. He's actually quite good in it. Because um, Danny DeVito was unavailable. <laughs> that, that's actually that like the actually only. What it actually well, I think Joe Pesci was. works because he's always been pretty funny. Yeah. And uh, granted, he's usually in more sort of adult movies and stuff. But I, I think he transfers to goofy slapstick pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. No, he does a great job in this. It's just, I don't know. The other day I was watching uh, a movie that I really only care about, but it's with honors with like Brendan Fraser. And oh, Joe I've Pesci. never seen that movie. I really like that movie. It definitely has uh, like 90s cheese factor to it. But I think the story itself is pretty good. But it's just so interesting watching like Joe Pesci in that role after having just watched Home Alone because they are couldn't be more night and day from each other. You know, it's like it doesn't even look like the same guy. And you think back on all the like um, all the gangster movies. I don't know. It's just it just Home Alone just seems like a sidestep in his career. I'm not quite sure. Well, I mean, like how it came together. You can go to like comedy for things like My Cousin Vinny, mm-hmm. uh, sure, where which was a more comedic role and kind of silly and goofy and. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I don't know I didn't find the I didn't find the change so abrupt so, like abrupt yeah. I mean give the man respect he did invent a language of cursing yeah oh I mean, come on sassafras I know no 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 he did not invent that that's <laughs> that's, that's 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 wacky races right there wacky races oh that's a good point I never thought of that that's exactly what that uh, is. <laughs> I, yeah, I wonder. It's the Muttley. It's the Muttley grumble. Makes sense. Yeah. I, I imagined it was all EDR anyway. Because yeah, they sure. probably just said, just, <laughs> just do whatever you want because we're going to fix it later. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some takes where he let some curses fly, like by accident. Oh, It'd be kind of awesome to see those. You fucking kid. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. You know, like, yeah. That would be, <laughs> <laughs> be actually really funny. I wonder, watch if if I wonder if they actually just let him curse. On the real takes oh, because really? they're going to ADR it later. I would love to see what, if there was like original audio on some of that footage. You never see his mouth that much. It's always when he's like recoiling from getting smashed in the face or something. Mm-hmm. You could take any of the audio from Goodfellas or Casino or something yeah. and put it in there and it would probably be <laughs> really funny. That would be awesome. Re-edit all the yeah. scenes with that audio. <laughs> oh man, funny. we should do that. Yes, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, we should also talk a bit about the, the old man next door, the mm-hmm. murderer that they discussed. I, do we ever get his actual name? I don't really remember. Yeah, they they, they do actually. I can't remember. Old man. He's just blank, the, the like salt killer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I <laughs> get in the get in the trash can. <laughs> South Bend shovel slayer. I think it was. Yeah. But that I think that's a really cool pull from because anyone that's a kid has had something like that. Like I don't know if you guys had that, but I definitely had the weird house in the neighborhood that everyone sort of messed around with. Mm-hmm. Said a witch lived there or whatever. Let the imagination run wild. Yeah. yeah. I think the movie's incredibly good at, at capturing that what it means to be a kid feeling. Mm-hmm. John Hughes, man, he's good at tapping into your feelings. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because I was a kid when I saw it. Actually, a little fact, like Macaulay Culkin and I have the same birthday. Oh, really? Uh, he's like a year older than me, but mm-hmm. pretty much the exact same date. So I have always sort of related to him in this weird way. And mm-hmm. going to see those movies as a kid, it was interesting seeing it now because then I, you know, it was like I had the kid's viewpoint yeah. all the way through. And seeing it now as an adult, it is sort of just different mm-hmm. to, to see how his family treats him and, and how he sort of... Like when he mugs to the camera when I was a kid, I was just like, "Yeah, it's my buddy." Like what? And now I'm like, "What? That's such a weird yeah, like such choice." A weirdo. Like, him just sort of like looking at the camera and, and moving his eyebrows up and down. But that's a John Hughes thing to do. Sure. What's well, it's like Ferris Bueller? Yeah, like all the Ferris way. Bueller, yeah. weird science. They always do these like look to the camera. Definitely. Kind of like we know what's going on here. We're just we're just letting you in on it too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I think Macaulay Culkin does a really good job in the movie. I mean, I didn't really appreciate it until we got to, like, berate other kids later on in this series. Mm -hmm. Because they kind of, like, most child actors probably kind of suck. Oh, yeah. So the fact that he has, he's able to just sort of have so much, like, charisma on screen, Mm -hmm. I I think it's cool. Yeah, it was was interesting watching it again this time for me because I always did really like him in this movie. um, But having been older and having not seen it in a very long time... I did realize, like, sort of what you were saying, you know, like, he does have a charisma and, like, sort of an energy, but I also was really blown away this time by, like, how eccentric he is. Like, he, <laughs> like isn't, and not, like, in the way they wrote the character, but just in his mannerisms and just, like, who Macaulay Culkin is, there's just, like, a really eccentric quality to him, you know, that other kids don't have. And I don't know if it's partly because of him acting older than his age, really, you know, because he acts more mature, right. really, than he should be at that, at that age. But, uh, yeah, he's very strange. He's a very strange little kid. I'm not surprised that uh, he didn't do too many other things after Home Alone. Sure. Well, we were sort of talking about it a bit in the marathon, but there were, he had, like, weird legal issues with his mm-hmm. family and stuff, yeah. right? Like, yeah. It, it sort he got of, estranged from yeah, his family. Yeah. yeah. While we might all, you know, really enjoy the movie, it pretty much ruined his life, I'm yeah. going to assume, you know? In some ways, yeah. I think his parents... It wasn't that I mean his parents just went after his money and started using him as a workhorse and yeah. he was like kind of fuck off like stop doing that yeah I mean that's sort of the the gist of what you know the media reported I don't know exactly I mean because my thing is like if you're a child actor aren't your parents in management of your money anyway like you know what I mean yeah. it's it's hard for me to imagine it's like oh yeah we're trying to steal your money because it's Already well, there, if, if, it's if already he's in getting paychecks and they're just like cashing them and living it up and yeah. on him, like instead of like putting something away for him, because yeah, I mean, yeah. if he's doing all that work, you think yeah. that like when he would be old enough to like mm-hmm. actually get that money, yeah. he would have you know the fruits of his labor at least yeah. to some degree. Yeah, to some degree. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't really know the reality of that scenario. I just know the result, and it was right. just that yeah, their family kind of got broken up a little bit by. By the fame and fortune and all that stuff. Yeah. Kieran stayed in. Went mm-hmm. from uh, mm-hmm. you know the w- bedwetting guy to Igby mm-hmm. and oh, a yeah, and like Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim and, yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and Rory's been acting too. So yeah, I'm not sure. To me, I guess what is strange to me about this scenario is like if they were really that bad about like stealing all this money, why aren't Kieran and Rory? Why didn't they follow suit? You know what I mean? It's that something about the story doesn't seem to add up to me. It's, I mean, I'm not, I'm only just exploring the topic with Mm -hmm. you, but they definitely have not acted in as like blockbuster movies like he has. Mm -hmm. And well, um, Kieran has not blockbusters, like well-known movies. Yeah. He was in like, uh, that he's been like when he was younger, he was in like a bunch of action movies and stuff like Jean-Claude Van Damme movies that were big at the time. He's been acting pretty consistently ever since. But nothing where he was like the main character. Certainly not on a home alone level. No, he was not. He's never been the star, but that kid was definitely bringing in dough. He was, he was, uh, he was in some pretty big movies. Okay. So. But I don't know. It just, the scenarios just seem strange. It is an interesting, Mm. weird scenario for sure. Well, they probably didn't have much of a choice because if Macaulay Culkin created as much backlash or there was enough backlash from him, then other people who were hiring the Culkins probably said, well, we're going to pay the kid, but it's going to go into a trust. Like yeah, it's not, it's not going to go directly to right. a bank account. It's not going to, he's not going to get a check. It's going to go into a trust that he won't be able to act. They won't be able to access until certain things are met. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and that I, and that would be the smart thing to yeah, do. And I'm actually surprised that that, is if that wasn't the case with Macaulay Culkin, his parents were going after his money or trying to find a way to go after his money Mm -hmm. because that kind of stuff, like child actors, I mean, that's always been a thing. Yeah. And yeah. And 
And so parents going after kids' money, I mean, that went all the way back to like Jackie Coogan. Oh, uh, man. You know, and that kind of was like, you know, when he was the, the child star of things like City Lights and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Guys, know. Merry Christmas from Cinemarathon. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> We're going down the dark child star well, road. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't mean to take it. No, to no, 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 no. It's fine. No, I mean, it's true. It's it. I, it is one of those unfortunate things that these kids get exposed. Like Macaulay Culkin was so famous from this movie. Like, yeah, it was just synonymous with this movie, mm-hmm. and that's got to suck if you're like nine, ten years old, eight mm-hmm. years old. Like everyone knows who you are everywhere. Like, that's, I guess that's how you end up hanging out with Michael Jackson and thinking that that's an okay thing, yeah, right? Totally, yeah. Because you can relate. Like, yeah, super famous. You can relate to know that, and I don't know. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It, it's a weird gray area. I mean, it's it's very. I'm very much fall on the side of what you were saying of like the, the money needs to go to a kid, but like parents, especially of act- actors that like Macaulay Culkin, probably at least one of the parents made it their full time job to manage that, and like, yeah. and so they need to get some sort of payment from that but i suppose that would just be built in as like he gets his trust and then i would get this much yeah, you get, they get to a, a percentage of managerial yeah. fee yeah it just, yeah there needs to be something in place that like prevents kids from getting used like that no. but anyway back to home oh home. yeah yeah <laughs> well well yeah back to the movie i know um matthew you pointed out at one point that buzz had a, a poster that you found particularly funny i don't know oh, if you remember yeah i mean it's real stupid <laughs> it's super dumb I, w- I would put it up as a joke but uh Basically, uh, it had uh, like it was like a hot like beach chick, ninety chick on it, a mug of beer, uh, surfboard, and uh, what was the fourth thing on it? It a was a big black dildo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I wish it was, but uh, I don't remember. There was just like it was all these like super nineties like yeah. things to, that are like supposedly cool, and uh, and at the top of it, it said something like "This is all I need" or something. It was like something like really. <laughs> right. cool. I want it all now. Oh yeah, I yeah. want it all now. Yeah. It was just super funny. Plus, it was like the kids and Buzz as a character is interesting because I don't know. I, I grew up in a pretty liberal household. I could watch pretty much what I wanted movies wise and things like that. But I just think it's interesting that they're letting this kid <laughs> right. hang a poster in his room. It's like all I want is the beer like now. Like sexy bikini lady. Yeah, bikinis and beers. And and when he, uh, Kevin's going through his, his trunk of stuff, like right on top as a playboy. Right. Yeah. Like any kid, just because of just cultural shame hides that on the, at least the bottom of the trunk. Well, it's not like... The, someone was joking that he put the Playboy on top to hide yeah. oh, the, the porn the real on the dirty bottom. Stuff. Boy. Yeah, like <laughs> the really mag. fucked up shit. Yeah, he had the bestiality <laughs> shit like way at the yeah. bottom. So you find the Playboy and then you re- and you're like, what is this? And then you well, never it's also weird that stuff. picture of girlfriend far away in Hope Chess. Yeah, yeah. Like hot ass bikini woman like right <laughs> on the wall. Like, yeah, yeah. what a dick. <laughs> I don't remember. Was that trunk locked and he broke it open? Or he was did it? break it open. Yeah, okay. I believe he broke it open. I guess it's right. Yeah, he, he, he has a porn on top because it's locked. No one's yeah. going to get it. Not to mention the fact that Buzz is obviously a pretty conniving guy and that the parents have a different image of him than his reality. Yes. So it's like maybe they think he's just an angel and he would never own Playboy or blah, 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 blah. But it's it's just really funny. Just, just a funny characterization for like, I guess he's what, supposed to be like 14, 15, something like that. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Like early teenager. Just interesting. I'm just now realizing that my whole life, I've always kind of thought Buzz was retarded because to me, he almost kind of looks like he has Down syndrome. <laughs> Jeez. And that, yeah, it's a terrible, <laughs> terrible realization. But I'm just now realizing that like, yes, I've, I think I've thought that Buzz was somewhat <laughs> mentally handicapped just because... 
Wait, 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 wait. So you, you didn't think he was a jerk? You just watched the movie being like, oh, no, no, no. I thought he was a, an asshole <laughs> who happened to have Down syndrome. He's like, hey, don't make fun of Buzz. He He's be, got a problem. He reminded <laughs> me from, of Corky as a child, uh, okay, I think. Okay. He looked like Corky to me. So gotcha. I was just like, I don't know. It was a weird mental yeah. thing there. But yeah, mm-hmm. anyway, just put, put I, I would um I would also be remiss if we didn't talk about actually what is probably my actual favorite part of the movie, which is John Candy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. He's yes. the best part of this whole fucking Planes, movie. Planes, trains, so and automobiles, funny. basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when uh, when Kevin's mom gets a bums a ride from him in the polka group. Yeah. Polka, <laughs> polka. That polka, shit polka, is... Polka, 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 polka. Oh, my... Yeah, John Candy just improving in Home Alone is so funny. Because he, like, he's immediately just like, oh, you you, you might recognize me. Like, when he's like, polka king, polka of, the king of the Midwest and stuff. And then he's like, the way he drops, like, yeah, we sold... Uh, Four hundred and twenty-five dollars or something. <laughs> like, like, why does he think that like this random woman's gonna know him? They haven't even sold like a thousand records. Yeah, it's, just... <laughs> it's so amazing. And him talking about his uh, abandoning his kid in like a funeral, funeral home or <laughs> <laughs> all day. So funny. We left him all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because the way she's like, "Have you? Oh my god, have you ever left your child alone?" And he leans into it really funny because he's like, "No, no, not at home." And he's like, "Well, we did leave him in a funeral." <laughs> <laughs> oh man all day i mean we were so caught up in our you know we're obviously very uh grief stricken <laughs> <laughs> i love when he's talking he's, he's doing the uh you might recognize me thing and he's talking about like all the different copies that he's sold and things and he's like oh yeah well this song was really big in sheboygan <laughs> like he talks about like, there's like 10 copies there or something yeah. like it's super funny like it's really midwesty but like just like famous for the Midwest. It's weird. Like the flyover states, I guess I hate that term, but it's kind of accurate. Have a weird, like if you have any sort of success in anything, you like kind of a local right. famous person. Some cred. Yeah. Yeah. It was just funny. I, I just like that. He, he specifically says Sheboygan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny because John Candy's so good at like keeping the straight face, you know, Definitely. during things like that. But you could, to me, when I watch that, I can just see him like that just behind the eye. He knows how stupid what he's saying. <laughs> you know, like this is real dumb, but I'm just going to go with it. It's yeah. It's well, I'm great. curious. Did Catherine O'Hara have like second city training at all? I'm, I'm curious. I don't know if you guys know. I actually don't obviously know. She, she was a comedian. Yeah. And she's obviously a very talented improviser. Because yeah. yeah. I just see those scenes with her and him and I'm just like, oh, this is like, why? Watching like SCTV or something like. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't know much about her history. Uh, like I like I said, I just know her from like the Christopher Guest movies sure. and this and stuff. But, but yeah, just I don't know. Two very funny people doing a scene. I actually think that they the whole movie's cast pretty well. Mm-hmm. I even like uh, Kevin's dad, even though he's like completely checked out of any yeah. whatever's mm-hmm. going on. But that guy's uh, I don't know his name, but he's sort of this character actor I've seen him in, in a lot of movies. Animal House. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's one wait. of the he's one of the kids in Animal House. I'm pr- uh, wait, are you sure? I'm Maybe no. Sure. You know, I think he plays Van Wilder's dad. I'm sorry, it was a oh, different okay. national Van Lampoon. Wilder, Animal House, same thing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> both classics. Sure. But I, I'll see that guy in other movies, and every time I'm like, it's Kevin's Home dad. Alone, yeah. Like, he'll be in, I think he's in the Pelican Brief. Like, he gets mm-hmm. shot in the Pelican Brief, like, <laughs> delivering documents. And I'm like, not Kevin's dad, no! <laughs> like, just any anything, that's who he is to me. Yeah. That's anyone ever really associates with him. I Although, think, we did see him in Battlestar Galactica. And that that's true. Cool. Isn't he Tony Soprano's, like, lawyer on The Sopranos? I think oh, I don't is. know, actually. I, I, think have, I didn't is. follow that series that yeah. closely. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I don't know what more we could say about Home Alone that you, the listener, you know, don't already know. I mean, like, well, we could I mean, go over everything. We didn't really thing, talk about uh, Daniel Stern at all. 
And I sure, think he's sure. actually like quite good in this. Yeah, I like him. His timing is interesting. I don't know. It's it's sort of a. I mean, although I always thought that Joe Pesci was a strange casting choice. I think Daniel Stern's character is an interesting choice of character. Sure. You know, like this is real like narcissistic <laughs> like thief. Like, why does he care so much that they have a like a moniker? You know, the sticky right. bandits, the wet <laughs> bandits. Like, he's so obsessed with it, and, act- and actually seems to have absolutely zero understanding of consequence. Like when it when shit hits the fan, it's not like he's worried about going to prison for five years. No. He's worried about his name being out there. It's just sort of an interesting choice for a villain. I'm not sure. And I think he does a pretty decent performance. Like they they sort of play him as this dumb kind of, but like I don't know, not likable, I guess, because he is trying to murder a child. Mm-hmm. But he he is the more likable of those two yeah, guys. He's, he is charming. I mean, of. it's it's just very classic, like Laurel and Hardy comedy mm-hmm. routine of like the smart one and the dumb one. And yeah, yeah. It could, oh my god I, You know what I just realized I, Heaven forbid We would have forgotten this Because we absolutely Have to talk about Angels with filthy souls Oh, <laughs> oh yeah God damn the, uh, Sorry John Candy But the actual Real original Best part of the movie Angels with filthy souls That I love that whole thing It's brilliant Someone needs to make that movie uh-huh. I, I want to see that movie. I would watch it Yeah that, Whoever they cast As that old man With the Tommy gun Is so fucking Perfect. funny Perfect like, <laughs> like his voice Is incredible <laughs> And actually It's quite a I mean I, I just wonder When they were writing That script How How do you Like how to write A movie within a movie Whose whole purpose Is to then be dissected Line by line sure. For repurposing Yeah Like it's incredible How well it flows On it's own And then for the Following sequences In the movie It's really clever Really really clever but, uh, And actually in the second movie They do it even better Which we'll, I'm sure yeah. We'll get to You're right. smooching on everybody <laughs> <laughs> Right Because it's meant It's got to play That the, makes sense With the pizza delivery guy yeah. As answers to his questions mm-hmm. And then But also play As it's own scene Yeah Although I have to say, and this even more so in the second movie than the first movie, but Kevin McAllister deserves some sort of Olympian award for his rewinding and fast and yeah, forwarding, forwarding skills. tapes. Like, like it's insane. Like he's better accurate than some, to like, like the second. Like he grew up to be a live sports broadcaster or something. Like <laughs> I don't know why he's so good on the draw of like playing and rewinding. Yeah. Well, yeah. How, how about the quality of the speakers for the kitchen and the TV, <laughs> where people believe that a real machine gun is sure. being fired? Well, he did light some firecrackers. He, he only did that one time though. That, like that he, he did it. He did it for Daniel Stern. Right. He didn't do it for the pizza guy. Mm-hmm. But the fact that everyone just bought like here, if that actually happened, like people heard things on television, thought real things were happening, and freaked out, that would be happening everywhere all the time. All the time. People putting their hands up and hitting the ground. <laughs> it's, it is kind of silly, but it's a funny part of the movie. Yeah. And I do like the, I don't know, it's not that it's any sort of significant factor, but I do like the running joke of that they keep hitting the statue in the front of the house. Yeah, right. that the statue is really Yeah, funny. that's cute. It's just got a nice, it's got like a nice set of like sub jokes that just really sure. tie the story together, which they don't, I feel like they don't really pay attention to stuff like that much in movies right. anymore. There's not these moments of, of sort of uh, respite from the main comedy, you know, like the comedies these days are pretty much you're dealing with the A line and that sort of it. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it has a nice sense of environment. Yeah, definitely. Um, did you guys have anything else about Home Alone? Catherine O'Hara was indeed in Second City. She was great. I'm glad we looked that up. He's not the dad from Van Wilder either, <laughs> but <laughs> he, he is the that. asshole guy um, in Big who tries to like sabotage. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. He's in, he's in actually a lot. Oh, he's of in stuff. a sure. ton yeah. of things. Yeah, but the guy sure. I was thinking of who is in National Lampoon. Uh, Van Wilder and also uh, um, 
What's the first one I said? Was it Matheson? Yeah, he's a, Animal he is, House. Yeah, he? Animal House. It is the same. That that is a, the same actor, but oh, it's okay. not this guy. Who so. is that? Matheson, I guess. Was it Richard <clears throat> Matheson or Robert? Richard Matheson is the author. Oh, mm. yeah. But uh, is I, it the guy from like Black Sheep? He's or? one of the main students. Sure. Yeah, uh, from from Animal from, House. From Animal House. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I'm just All clearing right. that out. Fair enough. Blah blah blah. I would like before we finish. I would like to just talk about the end of the movie. Sure. I don't know. It's it. I think again, you attribute this to John Hughes and what how good he is at manipulating your emotions. <laughs> uh, but I think it's a really cool thing that that movie goes the whole time and covers slapstick and anger and all this, and then you end on a really genuine. I think is a genuinely heartfelt moment for both Kevin and his mom. Like when they see each other again, like it definitely like connects you know like on a real emotional level not just like a kids movie and then for him to see the old man crowley like reunite with his family oh yeah is like really really touching that is not like that shot of him out the window just sort of putting his hand up and yeah yeah although why this guy spilled his guts to this like five-year-old kid in a (laughs) church is kind of weird to me like (laughs) and he doesn't ask like where his family is and stuff yeah but anyway, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess for him, he had seemed pretty isolated for a very long time, especially sure. by the people in his neighborhood. So I think it was just sort of like right place, right time. They both needed someone to talk to kind no. of thing. But yeah, I think it's just really cool that like John Hughes has the ability to match like like almost dollar for dollar comedy and like genuine emotion. I think it's real. That's why his movies endure. Yeah. Something that's, you know, the, that torch is held throughout the next m- several movies. It's, yes. Yes. <laughs> the absolutely. emotion just gets more palpable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the next movie was Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. It happened again. No. <laughs> the same burglars and the same. Oh, man. <laughs> That's just insane. Yeah, it's movie insane. magic. Movie magic at its best. <laughs> this is that like Die Hard Two shit where he's like, "I'm gonna the same thing. I'm the same guy on Christmas again." Like, yeah, <laughs> like only in movies would anything like this ever happen. Yeah, it's it's real dumb. But I guess if you're gonna accept the already ridiculous premise of the first movie, that the I fact don't know. that they left this kid alone. No, like, <laughs> I don't. I don't buy it. I might as well jump on the train. For fool the me once, movie. shame on you. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't. I don't I don't think the if you buy the first movie that you have to buy the bullshit they're trying to feed you in this movie. <laughs> I actually kind of like this movie too just for sheer just silly silly factor, but no, it actually really undermines a lot of what the first movie did. Sure. Yeah, any character arc that happened is just shattered yeah. pieces like. First movie. Okay, maybe maybe Second Family Vacation you oversleep again. I'll give you that. I'll let you oversleep. But you don't fucking forget the kid again. Like, you know, it happens at the airport this time, but still just wouldn't happen there's no family trip that they ever would go on where he wasn't like attached at the hip <laughs> and like and well, then they do kind of they they keep checking specifically for kevin uh in the car not when they're running down the aisle and they leave him in the city not close yeah because you better Don't all right before it. we get on the boy and where's kevin yeah is yeah. he in his seat great we're going we're going to well, Florida. well the mom tries to stay behind but the uh the ticket agents insist that she gets on the plane well, I'd say, fuck you, ticket agent. Yeah, no, exactly. They said, we'll make sure everyone gets on, but it's just like, 
how do you know how many people we have? You, yeah. d- you don't know. Yeah. And there's a lot of this like, oh, just go find an open seat. You notice they say that a lot. Like, yeah. When yeah. would that ever happen? That, right? They did. Well, they, they did. It actually. used to be also that like, I think Southwest used to just have open seating. No, they, just, well, they, well, they, they still, still do. Still do yeah. But they weren't flying Southwest. Like, usually no, but those they, flights they, are sold out. Holidays? That, sh- that flight's sold out. Like, well, I mean, yeah. Chicago to Miami, maybe. But like, no, but back in the day, but pre 9-11, there was, it was much more lax with like, if there were open seats, just go find whatever. It doesn't sure. As long as you your ticket has been scanned, we know you're on the roster and it's okay. I've actually, they've done that to me even in the past couple of years. Where I was on right. a flight that was sort of empty. They're like, ah, take whatever you want. But uh, but yeah, it's definitely a different environment in the airport scenes for these <laughs> yeah, movies. Well, that's for sure. Well, they still do that actually. When we went to Portland, I mean, there was an open seat. There was I I, I moved seats just because there yeah. was one that was a little bit better, and they don't care. I mean, I, yeah. I guess it just depends. Oh, I'm on not. If if it's a half full or obviously you can get up and move around. I'm yeah. just saying it's holidays. That mm-hmm. plane is most likely every yeah, seat is accounted okay. for. It's less so the flight he misses, but more it's his flight. To New York, like mm-hmm. Chicago to New, New York, York holidays. Yeah. There's yeah. an open seat for Kevin. Like I, I highly doubt it. Yeah, yeah. But oh well, you know it's <laughs> fine. Obviously, the movie's I not like going to happen without it. This is the point of contention. Yes. Yeah, it this is. is not, not running into the yes. formerly wet bandits. No, yeah, not York. the fact that the wet bandits have decided to get real original and knock off New York City as criminals, it, which no one's ever tried to do. thieving country. Yeah. Virgin it's, land. <laughs> it's worth noting, actually. It's kind of crazy. We didn't really touch on this. The wet bandits, while they couldn't outsmart a child in a house, broke out of prison. It was during a riot. But still, I mean, they broke out of prison, well, man. Kevin trained them yeah, in, in like true, I guess. going, running the gauntlet of trial traps by, and trouble. Yeah, trial by fire, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think the security system is anything now? <laughs> Barbed wire? It's like, we got it. Mm-hmm. That is weird. Like, yeah. I mean, I, it's just for the movie, it's right? Like, just yeah. to get them out. But they don't even really address it. They're just kind of like, yeah, good thing we broke out of prison. Yeah. Whatever. And they really, really want to rob a toy store in all of New York because that's where the money's at. Can you not think of a better place to rob, <laughs> well, Sean? Well, this was a toy store that was collecting, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in donations sure. for the Children's Hospital. And they had the, the big box of money just sitting right there. In so. a clear box of money, yeah. yeah. I'll well, take a little lock on it, man. <laughs> I mean, come on. In my opinion, what's the biggest flaw of the second movie, even, even though I kind of enjoy it, there are parts of it I like, but they really just take the first movie and rinse and repeat everything yeah. in this way that just gets very old. Like, all the way down to crazy old homeless person mm-hmm. that he has to, like, befriend and fix her life. And it's just, they it's beat for beat the exact same movie. No payoff, though, for the old homeless person. Well, you know, she seems <laughs> a little She gets that tournament, She gets man. a turtle dove. <laughs> oh, totally worth it. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be eaten for weeks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, very, it strikes me as very lazy. And yeah, very, is. like, let's make some money. Are you saying this what? is a cash grab, John? <laughs> I don't, Maybe. I don't believe Maybe. it. This came out, like, what, two years later? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, that's a... That's a rush for and a Columbus, movie like that. Chris Columbus directed it again, right? Mm-hmm. I assume. I think did, so. Yeah. But there's two parts of the movie that kind of savor for me. One is I, I really like the uh, Plaza Hotel staff, mm-hmm. especially like Tim Curry yeah. and Rob Schneider. I think that stuff is, at least that's different. It's like he's never been messing around with uh, other you know, people. hotel people. 
And uh, that stuff, I think, is okay. Yeah. Oh, I mean, when you put Tim Curry in yeah. there, he's so talented that it sort of doesn't really matter what he's saying. He's yeah. just such a good performer. There's a shot that I adore that's where they're cutting. It's like Tim Curry has discovered that the credit card is like a stolen card. Yeah. And they cut to, it's like the Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas is on TV. And it's the Grinch smiling. And then they cut to Tim Curry just like ear to ear. Looking yeah. like identical yeah. to the yeah. Grinch. It's <laughs> as if like they modeled it off of his face or something. Yeah, like, yeah. He looks exactly like him. That I liked a lot. Yeah, it was pretty clever. And I like that in this movie, instead of VCRs, we have the talk boy. Yeah. Tape recorder, oh, yeah. nice Which, product placement. Credit card, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> That's another extraordinarily convenient device that makes no sense. Like he's just been recording all this really necessary stuff for later. Yeah, yeah. Haphazardly. Like the uncle, the creepy uncle in the shower. Yeah. yeah. And all that stuff. You all pervert. Yeah. Which is weird because he actually enters the room with the shower like midway through that song. But mm -hmm. when he uses the tape on Tim Curry, it's like right from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Every syllable everything well, talk boy apparently has an incredible <laughs> microphone and an even better speakers it's like a spy kit or yeah, something i don't absolutely. know what's going on there. but it to be fair though what their goal goal it worked because i fucking wanted a talk boy oh, so yeah, bad too. when i was a kid i was like i'm gonna do some hijinks gonna fuck up the world like who gives a shit? No one ever did. Anyone ever use talk? What did you do, Richard? Did you talk to uh, people into giving? No, you no. I, I think I use it. I think I just use it to record stuff off the TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. gonna get a free pizza. Oh wait, no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> I love the commercials though. Yeah, like where great. it's like the little brother and the 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 baby, the sister, and like she keeps having her boyfriend over, and they keep trying to make out, and yes. he keeps trying to like replays a, a recording of the girl yelling at the dog stop drooling on me oh yeah <laughs> and then the hi kids we're home early <laughs> <laughs> so good um, so good. Another scene I actually really like a lot is when uh, the parents are at the police station, like once again explaining to the police that yeah. they lost their son. And that that scene played by anyone else would just be like a horrible. Like, how could you possibly play that as good? Yeah, yeah. But Catherine O'Hara and what's his name, Kevin's dad, really kind of pull it off. Oh, like, absolutely. They have this great, like, yeah, it's kind of becoming a family tradition, and they just <laughs> laugh like <laughs> we, we and, never lost our luggage, and then they both tap yeah, they're knocking on wood. <laughs> going out of their minds like yeah, yeah. that that i always kind of like yeah it's really fun yeah i'm trying to think what else oh did we talk about at the beginning of the movie how we at the end of the first movie we had this like huge life lesson about what family means and how he's like sucks to lose them and then the very one of the very <laughs> first things in this movie is that kevin's just like making the same wish that his family's gone again yeah it's like crazy i it's, wish you didn't exist again yeah, yeah it's just so and they're putting him in the attic again and yeah like, it's like so subversive to the whole moral arc of the first movie it's really well, weird matthew he did knock a grandma off a piano <laughs> into true. the audience that's buzz's yeah. fault yeah. i blame <laughs> the recital on buzz completely yeah, buzz got off way too easy even just giving a little speech and lawyer buzz well yeah. also fuck all these parents that are just like yucking it up at, know, at buzz dicking around with this kid oh, yeah everybody just goes like full tilt boogie like <laughs> laughing at him they're just like like yeah. this poor kid's like going doing a solo and this asshole sitting behind him just playing bongos on his head and like lighting up his ears and everybody just fucking yucks it up so hard <laughs> it's ridiculous oh, it's a bunch of assholes i hate him <laughs> 
Buzz is actually pretty. I think he's even funnier in this movie. Oh yeah, he's that, actually really the good whole in like this. jury trial scene where he's got to like apologize to Kevin and he just looks like the devil while he's looking at him and then <laughs> it's like guys, I'm so sorry and I don't know. It, that that is like anyone who's ever had a sibling like that yeah. has happened. Yeah, like, yeah, every absolutely. time like giving your brother or sister like a shit eating grin and like winking at him while you get away with something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think the, these both the movies really nail like family dynamics really well, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean I mentioned it before, but just just what it's like to be a kid, like that's that's another aspect of that. I was like, yep, been there. Yeah, like, that's how it feels. Yeah, that's I don't know if I've ever run into burglars twice in, <laughs> in two years and <laughs> fought them off. Uh, well, you missed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? Well, I, no, I don't understand because they. All right, so they went through the whole thing in the first movie. Like, the first trap you hit in movie two, wouldn't you just be like, you know what? Like, good on you, kid, and just walk away? Like, nah, what? dude. That's, well, he, that's he, vengeance, man. He had the evidence. They, you know, they, they, right, he took they pictures least, of them. Yeah. And, yeah, committing another crime. But the, see, that's stupid anyway, because if, any, if they get caught, they're going back to jail anyway, because they were... They broke out of prison. Yeah. Well, so it's like the photo doesn't really mean anything. I'm pretty sure the sentence for child murder is a few it's more years than like than robbing that. a toy store. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, it's well, personal, man. It's personal now. They, they, they are taking the money from a children's hospital, so it can cause oh, a more, lot of more murders. A lot more That's true. Yeah. That's very true. And also in this movie, you know, obviously they go through the traps and all that stuff, but they are like way goofier in the second movie than the first movie like I don't know if you remember Daniel Stern getting electrocuted oh yeah and then it cuts, yeah. To, cuts to like yeah. skeleton head as he's shaking around <laughs> <laughs> like that is just a cartoon like all the dropping way. like several stories onto a cement floor on his back and, yeah like, yeah this one goes from like the first one is kind of plausible they would survive some of this stuff like I mean he gets his hand burned right but it's like it's like nails in yeah. your foot paint yeah. can on your this head this one's like, like a it. cartoon yeah it's yeah. absolutely he'd be murdered he throws him. no less than seven rate bricks right on his yeah, head scene, from like five stories everybody has those scenes from when they're uh, when they're kids where they play a movie over and over again and it just makes him laugh harder and harder <laughs> every time the brick scene was one of those movies when i one of those scenes for me when i was a kid every time marv gets just hit gets hit in the head and like joe pesci keeps egging on kevin and he just screams like louder and yelps like he's got this like great yelp like he does it. The, no. like the best one is when the tarantula is on his face sure. in the first mm-hmm. movie. But his scream is really yeah, his funny. like blood curdling, just yeah. cry. I can't yeah. even like attempt to reproduce <laughs> it. But yeah, um, that part just made me laugh super fucking hard. I love it. Just saying, just interjecting. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, and this like this whole like uh, it's what his uncle's apartment that's being renovated because right, yeah. his uncle's in France. Th- mm. That's pretty much being not just renovated, but it's like. It's a crack house. Like, yeah, it's like it's like they're pretty much removing the entire yeah. inside of the house and rebuilding a new house from the inside. Well, it's like a bunch of workers just midway through construction are like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. And they all just left. Should we leave, should we leave all our tools here? Yeah. <laughs> There's a big hole right where the front door is. Yeah, you, ah, it's fine. I, ho- hopefully, hopefully we'll remember it's there. <laughs> well, I mean, who would be dumb enough to open up the door and walk in without looking down at all? Or, Nobody. Like, Nobody at all. In that first trap that Daniel Stern like when he pulls the door and there's like a string and he just keeps oh, pulling I know. the I'm string why? Well, that's the first movie though 
No, no, that's the second one. That's the second one. Oh, you gotta know by now, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's the one with it's the staple gun yeah. that yeah. like gets him in the nuts and the asshole and stuff. Like yeah. he just keeps tugging on it like an idiot. Yeah, I thought that was the first movie. Yeah, 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 no, yeah you're right. It was no. the second movie. Well, that's on you, Daniel Stern. Mm-hmm. You need to know that this kid's up to no good. Mm-hmm. All right, quick pop quiz: Kevin McAllister's traps. What was his best trap of these two movies? Of these, these two? two, yeah. What was a number one? Best trap. Uh, first thing that jumps into my head is the second one when he's throwing the paint cans down the stairway. Okay. And there's a big hole behind him that like goes like down two floors to the basement. And so they he he anticipates that they're going to know that he's throwing the paint cans. So he throws one and two, and they're like pretending that they get hurt. And he throws like this giant metal pipe that just knocks him down like three stories. Yeah. I like that one. I also I like the end of that when that pipe. Like they're lying oh, there yeah, in pain. Yeah. The pipe breaks and it's about to fall on them. And they've always done some dumb one-liners, but Joe Pesci gives a really funny, just like why? Or I don't remember what he said. No, I know. He just no. no. Oh, he just goes like no. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite of the three, I mean, of these two movies, is the second lighting of Joe Pesci's head on fire and then head in the toilet turpentine explosion. <laughs> well, where he's walking around for a few seconds doesn't yeah, yeah. notice his head's on fire. Yeah, and then dunks his head in the toilet and just the whole place goes up in like a die hard, <laughs> or Independence Day style explosion. That's by far my favorite. Sure. My, mine's from the first one and it's exceedingly simple. It's just the ploy of the light bulb hanging from the ceiling with the chain and Marv walks in into the basement and, oh. and pulls it and it just falls into his hand and you just hear the <laughs> and he looks up into the laundry shoe just in time to see the iron coming down and him in the face. It's such a such a simple setup and so clever. For me, it's not a, a, a incredibly intricate one, but the one that actually makes me wince the most and looks the most painful to me is the first movie where Daniel Stern jumps through the open window and lands on all the ornaments uh-huh. when he's barefoot cuts his feet to yeah. shit like yeah. yeah and the way they like there's a particular close-up where one just sort of pops like yeah, on his yeah. pinky toe and it's like oh like yeah that's just brutal. some rough shit <laughs> that one was pretty good i don't know i did like i mean the realism quote unquote <laughs> of the first movies thing uh traps are they do have a better a more of a charm because they do feel more real sure but i don't know there's just something about like how brutally violent the second <laughs> movie gets that just really speaks to me just it's awesome also the the nail in the foot in the first yeah, movie is man. Super yeah super rough. rough yeah because yeah. you they do i think it's a forced perspective shot mm-hmm. where it looks like it's going in it's prob- yeah. probably like just, just in the background yeah. but the way they shot that because it doesn't you know look fake or anything it's just like yeah. like yeah. it just looks really and that is the longest nail yeah absolutely <laughs> by the way good on kevin for because he put one nail on the whole stairs and yeah. like <laughs> stern hits it like yeah good, good well, shot I, I i think he like he must have done the math like you know, first arrow, first shoe, right. next shoe, sock, sock. <laughs> so the nail. next, you know, that's where Oof. the nail's got to go. Stair five. That's how you get someone in the foot with a nail. That's rough. Um, oh, and the, I mean, we talked about Angels with Filthy Souls, but the one in the second movie is pretty funny. Angels too. with even filthier yeah. souls. You've been smooching on everybody. Well, since he blows a woman away. It's yeah. like, <laughs> on her knees. Yeah. Oh, who, knees who is he smooching with? That's, uh, isn't it like... Uh, little Joe with the gimpy yeah, leg, gimpy yeah. leg, <laughs> yeah, PD, all this dumb shit. Like <laughs> Cliff, uh, it's a lie. <laughs> so good, I love it. 
It's just, it's funny too that that's like in a kid's movie. Right. Like, this guy Tommy gunning a woman to death. Yeah, like a get on your knees and tell me. <laughs> and he just blows her away. And everyone's like fine with it. Yeah, it's great. I feel like they, that's like, they wouldn't do that today. No, there's right? no way. No chance in hell, movie, right? No. This no dude way. with a Tommy gun. It would be like front page news, right? Yeah. yeah. Too many yeah. school shootings, too many things yeah. have happened. Well, it's since. dumb because the whole point of it is it's, it's like this violent thing that he wouldn't be able, allowed to watch if, if, he wasn't alone right. so like it just plays up like the he's by himself and doing all the things he shouldn't be doing yeah what does he say hey mom I'm eating sweets and watching garbage watching garbage <laughs> rubbish rubbish yeah. Yeah. watching rubbish yeah, rubbish <laughs> <laughs> well his dad owned the tape so yeah that's it's true. his fault man that's true <laughs> um, did you guys have anything else for Home Alone 2 yeah I mean I guess I sort of I mean just not that I care that much but like Pigeon Lady like I guess it just meant at least talk about her a little bit yeah we did it's such second, a huge but... part Part of the movie again, she saves him. Like the ultimately, the salt salt driveway salt guy from the first movie yeah. saves right. him saves from saves the wet bandits. And he then, saves them emotionally, and they save him physically. Yes. essentially is what the because no. they catch up is. to him in the park in this one, and they're gonna get him, and then she throws a bunch of birds bird on him, and on does him in. Yeah, and it, I thought it was weird the. The reason she's homeless, which we sort of joked while watching it that it was like, oh, well, she's probably an alcoholic or a drug addict. But like literally <laughs> right. this movie is she had a, a broken heart. Yeah. And then it was like someone like broke her heart and then yeah. she just couldn't be in society it is anymore. It's a kid's movie. Yeah. But uh, there's that good bit. Like, I don't know why he befriends her because she's so scary. But I do like that part where it's like he's seeing the really scary streets of New York City. Mm-hmm. And then he gets in the taxi cab and this <laughs> fucking like nightmare man turns around. I was like, it's real safe for you. Kid. Yeah, yeah, she's, <laughs> he's he's like, it's better. a nightmare out there. And the guy turns around with like, it's like, safe for you. Like, ain't much better in here, kid. <laughs> he's like, ah. That is my exact mental impression of New York City. Yeah, yeah, like, like no joke. Like I, like it's so gross yeah. to me. But I guess he, it, in a way, it shows that he's wiser than he was in the first movie. Because the first movie, he just avoids the guy until he comes over and talks to him. This mm-hmm. movie, you can tell he's running away. He's scared, and mm-hmm. he takes a beat and was like, "I remember, remember the other guy." Like he turned out to be nice. He turns around and talks to her, and that's how he sort of becomes friends mm-hmm. with her. Yeah, yeah. But it is, yeah, I don't know it. I never liked her plot because it just seemed like a rehash of the first movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a little too much of a stretch, like crazy Mary Poppins bird lady. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's not, no, it's not emotionally fulfilling in any way. Well, like you said, too, because she has no resolution. <laughs> By the end of the movie, she's, she's still just, just homeless. Well, yeah, his whole family's whining and dining in like a 16 room suite. And yeah, she's yeah, just yeah. got bird shit on her. Yeah. Like, Thanks for the dove. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Well, at the ending of this movie, when, uh, the first, I have to go back a second real quick. In the first movie, when Harry and Marv are arrested, there's no, there's no investigation or consequences like for Kevin, like because he goes to an, he goes to the neighbor's house to call it in. Right, like they don't fake, know anything yeah, about it. Yeah, they give him a fake name and everything. In this movie, he he leaves a note for Duncan, and Duncan tracks him down. Yeah, and. So you think that there would be some kind of follow up, like Kevin, you need to come in for questioning and can you ID these guys and right. uh, like what happened to him? And like, there's like there's no even though that they unless Duncan did not tell the police, they just gave knows, him a shit ton of gifts, right? Like that's kind of it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It always, it always seems kind of strange. Uh, especially when we get into the fourth movie when <laughs> well yeah he doesn't ever tell his parents about it yeah, the parents never, don't like, know yeah. about Marv and what's his name 
Joe Pesci. Well, would you? Would you tell your parents about all that shit? I'd probably I, be I, like, I, the reason the house is so fucked up is because I was protecting it from people that were trying to steal things. Hmm. Which, I mean, I don't know what they were trying to steal, but how much damage did he cause to that house? They, they were stressed it. enough. They didn't need an extra worry <laughs> about I don't murders. Know. I don't know. I'd, just be in, I'd be afraid of getting as in trouble. As a child, you would not say I defended the well, house. As a child, I wouldn't be from, fucking like armed in a house like trying to murder two burglars either but you know what i mean like as a as a fun show but i also like and like and by kevin's perspective like he was doing a bunch of shit he shouldn't have been doing to begin with you know what i mean right it's just more evidence that he fucked up like while he wasn't alone because really he should have just like gone to the hotel called his parents you know or whatever you know gotten the hotel yeah. number and like Instead, said hey he's getting stretched limos and cheese pizza yeah he's spending thousands of dollars on the credit cards you know it's which just his like, dad gives him shit about it yeah the end. actually which is he should he should get <laughs> shit for that you ran up a 800 hundred dollar bill like yeah yeah which, I, which was really modest well like, by today's yeah. standards yeah least. like that like eight hundred dollars hell it would cost you eight hundred dollars just to stay like in a vague, a nice Vegas hotel for two nights, you know. Mm-hmm. But to me, Kevin's got enough ammo to last him the rest of his childhood. Like to just yeah. if it's like you ran up a bill, you left me alone twice. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, son. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, here. What do you want for Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, get it. I was almost murdered. You got a D? What? The? You left me alone twice. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, man. Got it. <laughs> it's just it, forever. That works. Yeah. Oh well. Um, okay, well, that's going to close the book on the Macaulay Culkin era of Home Alone. Believe it or not, there are three movies to go. Jesus. So we'll get to the next movie, which is Home Alone 3. No subtitle, no extra name. It's Home Alone 3. Milk toast. As in three out of ten. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey man, there was some parts where we were all laughing pretty earnestly. <laughs> huh? I, so I've never seen Home Alone three at yeah, all. This is all yeah, new. This um, new. Gotta say, not a good movie. Nah, like, it's boring man. Not it's even close. Boring. Like it's pretty fucking bad. I, I was very impressed with the opening. Like I'm thinking. I was going to open up with uh, your family dinner. Right. International espionage. (laughs) Hong Kong burglary. (laughs) Five like spies. (laughs) It's crazy. You're a, you're a Euro American team, you know, badass woman. Yeah. Crazy Javier Bardem leader. (laughs) Uh, You know, wacky know-it-all tech guy. And then, long haired, uh, smarmy guy. Sasha Baron Cohen looking guy. Yeah. (laughs) This movie is like the Thomas Crown Affair with chicken pox. Like, that's my best way to, like, <laughs> Essentially. throw it out there. Like, it's, I don't know why they were going with that angle. I guess maybe the idea is, like, to mix it up. Yeah. Like, the first two movies are these bungling-ass burglars. So, if the third movie is, like, this high-tech super spy crew, mm-hmm. that'll raise the stakes even more. But, like, it's just very weird. Yeah. And I'm glad they got away from the whole, like, kid being left because of vacation like sure like he's home with the chicken pox right. okay yeah. so yeah. you're I, I can see that and his parents are in and out like they're there well you just know. the mom yeah sure well i mean his dad's kind of there too Is he? in the beginning but then remember. he has to go on a trip remember yeah. he's like forgetting his poop to put his pants well, on that's right he's yeah. sort of there mm-hmm. so it's sort of like these kids are just living their regular lives and then while this kid's is home alone with chicken pox he calls it in these burglars trying to break into people's house basically it's like there's this stupid remote toy car that has a, a Super Air chip. Force yeah. chip in it that they 
whoopsie do like what up doc style bag switch it Mm -hmm. at the airport and then this grandmother ends up with the bag and the monster truck thing and then this kid who i don't even remember is the kid's name like i I should should have probably written that down well does it was it alex i want to say it was oh no no it matters sure yes yes alex you're right so alex like uh cleans up her driveway gets rewarded this rc car as payment and then they are looking for this thing. And then he is the most genius kid in the world because he just takes one look out the window and knows that they're international spies and what they must be looking for and everything. Well, no, he, it takes him a while to know that the RC car is what they want. Remember, because he's using the RC car as this main tool of trade right. for the first like act and a half. Yeah. And he doesn't know that he's basically giving them what they want. And then he, lay, I don't even remember how he discovers that it. it falls and breaks or something. And the chip, well, he, falls puts, he, he puts just, a camera on it and goes after him to try to get evidence because it's sort of this like boy who cried wolf thing where yeah, he yeah. keeps going, there's burglars and the cops show up and they're like, where you're lying. Yeah, yeah. So then to get the evidence, he puts a camera on the car and then they see it. And then he's getting this live feed off of it. Mm-hmm. By the way, the greatest range of like RC cars RC ever car. had in the or, world or portable trans television transmission. Yeah. 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 Cam- <laughs> like the camera broadcasts. Yeah, this is no GoPro. Like this kid is, you know, just got a like VHS uh, recorder on top. And uh, yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, basically everything kind of comes down to them trying to get at him in this mm-hmm. chip, and it's the typical antics of the traps and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they sort of set up like Kevin McAllister was just sort of this wily kid who had the gumption to kind of figure out traps. The kid in this movie, they try to do some Doc Brown thing with him where he has like a machine that feeds his gerbil or something. Yeah, like, it's sort of his natural yeah. tendency. They set him up as like an inventor or something. Yeah, Rube Goldberg, Rube Goldberg yeah. Jr. <laughs> and that's why he's so great. Mm-hmm. And ScarJo. That's right. Scarlett Johansson's in it. Just as bad as she always <laughs> oh, is. It's pretty harsh. No, nah, dude, she sucks. <laughs> Dude, she, Even killed, she killed it in this. Nah, I don't know what you're talking about. Nah, she's garbage. Garbage. I'm glad she can't get a nominated for her. <laughs> Just in her voice. You heard about this? What are you talking about? Oh, the new Spike Jones movie. She plays the voice of the computer sure, or sure. whatever. And there's all this like Oscar talk already about her, which I think is gar- like retarded sure. because I don't like her anyway. But that they're like nominating just her vocal performance for like best actress or something. Really? But then like a and lot of technically a- you can't do that. Well, yeah, a lot of award ceremonies are be like, yeah, that's bullshit. You can't can't do huh. that. But it's just interesting. Anyway, just me hating on ScarJo as usual. But it's weird because she could give the same performance, and then let's say they go and here's a, a like a visual rep representation of the ai for like three seconds and then she's on camera would it then count like i don't know it's kind of because not if it's scar joe it's not that it's like not (laughs) (laughs) but it's not like it's not a performance so she is oh yeah no she totally is it's just interesting well you see guys look at all the animated films like no one no one ever gets nominated that's true for voice but i guess it's never Mm -hmm. been a precedent really it's not like you know who who's that girl that played bell we should nominate her like it's never really come up well, it should be because I mean, if you're gonna do it, this is not the performance. <laughs> well, I, I think I guess that's where the, like the Annies come in and things like that. But mm-hmm. uh, like Jim Cummings should have won one by now, if anyone. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's so many great voice sure. actors. It's just, it's just Hollywood working the machine again. It sucks. Well, but she's but, terrible in this and moving on. <laughs> but speaking of uh, talent, uh, one of the burglars, as I recall, did have a particularly amazing talent. Of it's like right after they do some spy shit. 
and this car, this getaway car drives by at something oh. like 300 miles an hour. And it's a wipe cut of like the guys just casually walking. Oh yes. And then as a car drives by, he's just like gone. Yeah. And I guess this, and then he's in the car. Yeah. And I just watched that and lost my shit. Cause yeah. I was just like, what? wait a minute. Like, cause it just was so impossible. In what just, universe does yeah, this? You didn't, the door wasn't open or anything. Like it was obviously a slick kind of stylistic choice. Yeah. But I just kept being like, wait, what? From like a, just a walk. He just well, leaps into a car. Fair, the sliding door was open. Cause somebody else had jumped in before him. Right. As a van. But so. still, he'd be But dead. still, like, no, no, no. no. You're <laughs> it's just, ridiculous. You're literally yes. going from zero to 60. Yeah. Like, in a He would be cut in half by the door as he, like, tried to jump in. But this is the universe where a working lawnmower lands on somebody. <laughs> so it's like, if we're going to own that into that. in fucking That's insane. part of the movie, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you want to talk? We talk about the last movie got kind of goofy and ridiculous. This movie's and the traps just get insane. Oh man, electrified fences. They're death traps. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's it's to murder. You're right, Matthew. That that cracked us up. Like lawnmower blades, spinning lawnmower blades fall from above. The guy looks up like, oh god, (laughs) lands on him. We all just went, holy shit, that guy just died. (laughs) There's no fucking way he's alive. And then it cuts back a minute later, and he has. Like his Chunks hair, hair is like cut. Yeah, got a haircut. This it's is the same like, guy who what? earlier got electrocuted and like shat lightning. Yeah, on the back <laughs> step with like shotguns going off of his belt. Yeah, which he has no shotgun, but he's got like bandoliers, bandoliers yeah. just shotgun <laughs> yeah. shells on him. They all have like Chewbacca belts on for some reason, and just they're all all the better off. to be inconspicuous during broad daylight <laughs> <Right>. robbing. <laughs> And they all have their like Inception white snow gear on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for their spy yeah. shit. Like, yeah, what, what the fuck? Like, it's the worst. Well, spies one of them ever. has to change out because he gets hit with a shit pipe. Yeah, and then he puts oh, on like a right. bunch of. And that was of his own doing, if I recall. Like that wasn't a setup thing. He like yeah. he lands on the ground, fires a round off in the sky. Yeah, it hits the pipe. Pipe bursts open. He gets covered in shit. Yeah, that was that's his bad. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Classic. But yeah, it was just like, wow, really? Like shit on a guy? Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Feel good time. Well, and the house was so, had such a strange floor plan because there was like a wing that was added that was unfinished. Yeah. And right. so like, there's like, yeah, there's like a whole section of house that's still uh, plywood and just like brand new windows and things like that and unfinished rooms. It, it it didn't really explain it. It just, you just had to kind of try to catch little glimpses. Oh yeah. By the way, they have like this unfinished section of house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, when you're watching the movie, you don't really notice all of a sudden, like they're in like a bathroom that just has a toilet. Like there's no other fixtures or anything in the mm-hmm. bathroom. Uh, or, you know, like an attic space where like he, that's where he does like most of his spying is from like the sure. attic. Uh, and so I don't know, like it just seemed like the house was built around, the traps like <laughs> almost as if it was like that for the movie traps to happen in it <laughs> also let's not forget this kid just wrecks his fucking house yeah like, way more than kevin McAllister ever did like see another scenario where i would not mention <laughs> what had happened <laughs> but, there but, day. but see then you have to yeah. like i mean like kevin's house never had like two floors worth of because the guy fell two stories in this, yes. in this yeah. movie like you can't she fell down the dumb waiter ass first like oh three my stories. god she did carry her out and she's like yeah. mangled oh, she looks like the exorcism yeah. of Emily Rose or something <laughs> that he's carrying her out yeah yeah, totally. Like the dude in Deliverance that has his like arm over his head. I don't yeah. know if you ever seen that movie. Absolutely, it kind of looks like that. Like, yeah, was... yeah she should be, need a wheelchair. Like after yeah, that fall, she's fucked up. 
I mean, everybody in this movie is dying if it wasn't the movie. <laughs> everybody, all the... There's nobody that got out of that movie okay. Yeah. Like, even the end, at the end, the guy was trapped in a small igloo with, like, explosions going <laughs> right. off inside of it. Fireworks just going <laughs> off right in there. Yeah. Compliments of a talking right. sweet bird. That brings up another point. This kid had a back, like, a backyard igloo. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that in my life. Like, is this a Midwest thing that I just don't know about? Like, this kid was eccentric and strange. Yeah, he built it. Well, you know, the, the top of the igloo was just um, a, uh, a kiddie pool. pool yeah. That was turned yeah. upside down. So, really, it was just snow bricks that were piled up. But we're not talking about, like, snowfall. Or, you know, just power, piled up. This is like clear Sculpted, cut, huge, yeah. like building the pyramids, blocks of ice, like, <laughs> like igloo. You do it right. You build an igloo. <laughs> Did his dad right. just chainsaw sculpt out there? Like, <laughs> that makes no sense at all. Hey man, you're pretty bored when you're, <laughs> when you're a kid. You come up with some pretty sure. amazing stuff. But yeah, you mentioned before, uh, or talking about in your notes, how the, the spy lady in this basically has the old woman from next door kidnapped and like yes. tied up yes. and there's like this really weird sexual <laughs> tension yes. between them yeah i was actually just about to bring that up it was so strange like because there's this weird soundtrack that's like like sexy jazz yeah. thing and she's she's tying her up like this weird bondage thing and then for no fucking reason in the world she just leans into her forehead and gives her like a like kiss yeah. and we're all just like what the fuck like, yeah, what are you what are you communicating with it was kiss? so weird because we were all watching it and just going like this is weird because it seems like they're leading up to her doing something like sexual yeah. but like they would never do anything like that oh well, what what just <laughs> yeah. what just why is yeah, this happening the jokes were already flying and yeah. then she kissed her and we were all like uh. uh. <laughs> I don't think she even kissed her on the forehead I think it's a cheek kiss yeah I think you, you might is, be right yeah. which is less innocuous yeah it was just it's crazy so weird yeah. It was just, yeah, very weird strange. movie, well, man. And, and they're leaving her out there, like, to die, essentially, because she's in, like, an outside, like, a sunroom or something yeah, like right. that, and it's cold. It's, like, the bitter cold of winter, and uh, that that becomes, like, the, the friendship, the adult friendship that the kid has yeah. later on. So, obviously, John Hughes, like, he wrote this movie? Yeah, one of the writers. Like, Chris yeah. Columbus had nothing to do with it, no. but, but John Hughes, like, what? He wrote it? That just seems so strange. Yeah, he wrote it's, some of it. Yeah. I don't my guess it. is he like had he just a, took some money. He had a draft that yeah. he worked together and then it got passed off to three other people and they made whatever changes they want. It doesn't ring as a John Hughes structure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I refuse to believe John Hughes is like, and then he gets a hit in the nuts and lets out an opera like like <laughs> call. Uh, just that's just not his. I mean, I guess Shop. he did write home. That alone, particularly but, like, is not too more uh, like lowbrow than the first two <laughs> that's movies. That's true. I guess but, that's true. Like, yeah, the 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 lightning shit and stuff like that, and, the, and well, shit pipe and lightning fart and all that stuff. Like, that's a little. I, I don't know. That's that that reeks weird science to me. That that, that that kind of humor. Yeah, it could be. Do we just have a weird, like, elevated, put on a pedestal vision of John Hughes? Maybe. Is that what's happening? Or maybe, no, maybe part of it's, like, execution, right? Like, if you if you look at the third movie and the first two movies and just across the board what's going on, I mean, they're not, like, that far off from each other kind of plot-wise or thematically. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, the first two movies, you have much better actors, mm-hmm. a much better kid, like, a much better hand directing it, and mm-hmm. then the third one's just this phoned-in, like, crap. Like, it's a real fine... Like, Home Alone is really close to being, like, what would be a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, straight up. But what saves it is sort of the performance and the way it's Like made. I said, the thing that seems most not John Hughes to me about this movie is just the structure. Like, the, sure. the, like the first and second movies, like, even though the movie second movie is a repeat and just rehashed... 
they have a very strong story structure. You have side plots going on that make sense. The mother trying to get back. Like there, you know, there's all this stuff that works really well right. integrated. This movie's just a slap shot of dumb stuff. Like, you know what I mean? There's not like, there's no heart in it or anything. And plus, I think it's partly too because little boy is just really not that interesting. Yeah, he's pretty, not well, a very good he's, actor. He's just too one-sided. Like Kevin McAllister had flaws and like had like conflict with people, but mm-hmm. this kid's only thing is he has chicken pox that don't affect him at all. Yeah, yeah. like he's a really nice, totally <laughs> sure. likable neighborhood kid who's like there's there's no flaws in him whatsoever, and then. He just gets chicken pox and, and then proceeds to run around and beat the shit out of a bunch of super spies. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was the movie that for me really made me appreciate Macaulay Culkin because I watched the first two movies being like, yeah, he's good. He's a good child actor, whatever, you know? And then seeing the kid in the third movie, I was just like, oh wow. Like I didn't realize how much Macaulay Culkin was like at least bringing to the movie in terms of being a watchable child. Yeah, which again, I Until think... Until you see someone who's just sucking at it. I think like, it has a lot to do, like I said before, with just how eccentric Macaulay sure, Culkin is. Because this kid, this kid is... I actually wouldn't call this kid bad. Well, he was just very, like, normal. Yeah, he was just sort of uninteresting. Sure. You said, yeah. like, milk toast, right? Yeah, milk yeah, toast. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, well, that was a thing, but I won't remember it, like, two days from now. Like... Um, which is weird because because I didn't really appreciate Macaulay Culkin really until the fourth. Oh, yeah. And I was going to say the fourth one's where Macaulay Culkin really starts to shine. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Um, well, did you guys have anything else for Home Alone 3? I know it's uh, not the best in the series by any stretch. Well, I mean, I guess if anything, it would just be about the conclusion, which I actually don't even remember. Well, the, what ha- they get they obviously the spies get captured. and Well, the, part of their master plan to take the house was they... They cut down the street sign so that the snowplow would right. not plow the street. Because no one would go down the street they live on, yeah. apparently. Because like. uh, everyone's <laughs> at work. Uh, and so, yeah, when they, they finally realized that he... Because he had called an Air Force recruitment office and given him yes. the number on the chip. Mm-hmm. And then they contacted the real Air Force and the FBI who had been on the trail. And they come in, in like a blaze of glory with the... the, the snow plows and everything like that in the family mm-hmm. yeah i mean about the best you get is the fact that this kid the whole time was like there's burglars and burglars and no one believed him and mm-hmm. it's kind of frustrating that they don't he sort of gets his due at the end of his yeah. mom being like oh i'm so sorry i didn't believe you you're a hero you know? absolutely that's about the best ending you get yeah and we get crazy poster side boob oh yes oh, yeah. so this movie that's yeah. true oh, yeah. this movie or the next one yeah they, ha- they have it initially covered up by post-it notes right but then he puts it in the shower and he's like like peeling the post-it notes off mm-hmm. it's like why the post-it notes <laughs> like if this is like the teenage boys why does he have the post-it notes on there to be perfect with? wait no i'm seeing too much boob. <laughs> i can't have it all at once it won't be special <laughs> it does, doesn't it come back at the end of the movie somewhere he puts I, it in the shower yeah that's right yeah that's and then right. Uh, he cuts and it out and like in silhouette and, and yeah. the parrot is singing oh god we didn't, we didn't talk bird. about the parrot i, I did too real quick he's the one to set off Sorry. the igloo that's uh, right that's right yeah he had this stupid parrot that was was a sentient thinking yeah. like intelligent human being parrot like yeah. it you could just had conversations with people yeah Which cartoon I, smart it's so silly because it. parrots obviously they mimic but it's not like they're that smart like it's just weird oh this me. one had bargaining skills yeah oh only one cracker <laughs> make it two or i'll blow you up <laughs> Perfect. That's right. Perfect. All right, because they planted that earlier. Yeah. Like he, they make this big deal if he opens a cracker up. This is the burglar that gets blown up at the end, and then he eats one of them. 
puts the other one back. And we were all like, Saves the what's going to happen with the second cracker? It was this running like MacGuffin that we were all like, oh my God, what? what but it, you what know, it? to be yeah. fair, it paid <laughs> off yeah. like in space. Yeah. And then right at the end in the igloo, to, in order to stop the bird from blowing up, he's like, what? <laughs> he just brings it out. That's it. Yeah. Silly. <laughs> Terrible movie. Yeah. Don't watch it. Yeah, not worth well, it. Well, I mean... Duh. Not that bad. Well, it could get worse. Yeah, and it's about to. <laughs> so yes, the next movie we watched ended. That ended the theatrical run of Home Alone, and we go straight to direct-to-video ABC Family Fun Time with the fourth film, which was simply Home Alone Four. Or Home Alone, Taking Back the House. Or Home Alone, I Wish I Was Dead. Whichever you prefer. Uh. The craziest thing about this movie is that they bring back Kevin McAllister oh, and Buzz. Insane. And the parents are divorced. Well, I, let, let me just, separated, dear yeah. listener, let me just uh, We had sent a marathon. <laughs> I've watched many a bad movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> these marathons, the sequels are bad. They're all... I think Home Alone 4 might be one of the worst entries we've ever the seen. Only the police thing, academy well, that's what I was saying. The only yeah. thing that comes close <laughs> is every movie in the Police Academy franchise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true. But at least they'll have, they'll have had a theatrical quality. Right. Yeah, yeah. But like we, here's the thing. Those were terrible, but like we knew what we were getting. Yeah. Right? Like we knew true. what we were in for. We knew it was going to be bad. So like, you were expecting great things from I, uh, I did not expect I didn't know it was the be fucking this bad. piece of shit that it was. <laughs> like it was so horrible. Well, I, I think to set it up, we have to at least sort of explain the weird scenario of this being yeah. a sequel slash reboot of the series because kind of. it, it is technically a direct sequel in that Kevin McAllister is back. He has a brother named Buzz, but that's pretty much where it ends. Well, sure. And Marv is back and, too. And, well, and, and he is aware of Marv. And he is aware of Marv because when the burglars are now played or yeah, now played by Missy Pyle and French Stewart show up he is named marv and he recognizes him from yes. the first two films Mars! even though again <laughs> even though this kid seems i think a little bit younger than oh, the original yeah. kevin oh, yeah oh, so it's the like, worst kid in the whole series yeah and the parents are not the same parents by character like you know what i mean like by dynamic they're not the same people no. he doesn't have the same siblings other than buzz so it's like a very strange reboot well, i think he actually does scenario. have the same siblings because doesn't he have a sister? There, there's, there's a sister, there's and, a sister and Buzz, but there's a brother missing. There's yeah, like there's one kid couple missing. of kids oh. died somewhere along the <laughs> okay. way. Yeah. Like the, it's not the same family. Well, Buzz is certainly different. They didn't pick yeah. like oh, yeah. a mongoloidish kid. They actually picked yeah. the, the, the kid from Wet Hot American Summer. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's, if you've seen Wet Hot American Summer, it's the kid that with uh, what's Molly, her Shannon. Name? Molly Shannon, who's mm-hmm. like in love with Molly Shannon. That kid is Buzz now. Mm-hmm. The it's asshole so brother. Weird. Yeah. It's just. But yeah, the scenario just doesn't make sense. You're want they make you want to believe that it's a direct sequel, but then they change everything else. But it's so weird because it could so easily yes. be its own thing. Yeah, yeah. Like much like they did with Home Alone Three, like you could just do that movie, have it be different people, no one would give a crap. So it's so off putting and strange that they try to tie it into the first movie. It's like why would you even do that? Yeah, and do it so <laughs> half assed. That? Yeah. That's that's what's weird. Because as anyone who's sitting down to watch Home Alone 4 doesn't need to be convinced. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, it's just good to go. I would love to see the person who, like, if they, if they were watching Home Alone 4 and they're like, wait, 
this isn't Kevin McAllister, <laughs> I'm turning this off right now. <laughs> right. What the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> yeah, no, any, no anyone that, that that would have been the reason they turned it off already because yeah. it's just, it's near unwatchable. Like, yeah. the, the, I cannot describe the low-fi quality of this thing. Yeah. It is the most made-for-TV. There's literally, it's like edited on fucking iMovie like there's yeah. literally the radial wipes yeah the, the yeah. sets barely have any oh yeah we can go with the radial wipes more but the, sets, <laughs> yeah. the sets barely have any sort of furniture in them it's yeah, just like it's just clearly a, it's studio. a barren studio and yeah the radial wipes are there's this zigzaggy line that wipes like Star Wars style <laughs> across the screen and we just got me like just use a straight line like yeah. it, that would look better yeah. than this horribly like wedding video looking yeah like, I kept like, expecting it to like the screen to break up into 3D cubes <laughs> like spin around and then reform into the next scene. Like it was just so off-putting. And and some of the some of the shots were done like a horror film. Yeah. Where like they would do like these really hand dramatic handheld like kind of fluid motion close-ups of people's faces like yeah. like Evil close. Dead style. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. just like what? Why are you filming it this way? But clearly shot on digital. Like there's yeah. no oh, the, yeah. like the most digital like like movie I think I've ever seen that was like supposed to be like legit professional you yeah. know what i mean like oh it was a digi beta original yeah like, that was what it was on just awful i'm curious does anyone want to take a crack at trying to explain the plot of this fucking movie i will uh, oh yeah no no, no, no. Josh, right, it's, a, it's all yours all right so kevin's parents are separated and kevin is living with his mother with his, with his brother and sister as well while the dad is, I guess this, they're not they're not divorced, but he's like they're, they're in the process. In the process of yeah, he's shacked up with this real rich lady who is like super stoked about entertaining some foreign prince <laughs> in the near future for the holiday. In and her insane house, where you have to like give audio cues to get anything done, it's, like you. Yeah. You walk around with a little remote control. You say door open, and then like opens doors, and you have to go door close. And like they have two people that are running the house, like this nice old sweet lady. And uh, like a snooty butler, Eric yeah. Avari. He's like he's in the Mummy and stuff. He's uh, in like Stargate, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in. Yeah, he's he, you recognize him if you saw him. But yeah, so he's like the staunch butler who's not having any of the kids' shit, <laughs> and clearly seems like the 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 he's a red herring. Which well, is I, I got to give Richard like all the credit in the world for cracking <laughs> the case that was Home Alone Four because there was a bit of a mystery going on because Marv. The, the, so the burglars show up and he's like, Marv, I'm going to shoot. But you hear this loose talk of like, there's an inside man. Mm -hmm. And there's and, only two people in the house. Yeah, other than yeah. the princess. And you don't know why they're going there, but there's some reason they want in the house. It's not just to steal stuff. And so we were already like, who's the inside man? Like, what's going on? And Richard like totally called it. Yeah. Well, well, thank you. I, I, I my, 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 my prowess at uh, solving Home Alone style mysteries. <laughs> so, Mr. Withers, the one who runs the amusement park. You are Encyclopedia Brown of Home Alone. I give you here's your crown. <laughs> but who was it, Richard? You got to, you got to reveal the big mystery. Well, right? I was the friendly old nanny who just wanted to help him out and be a nicer lady. Like, oh, I can't. I can't read. Barbara Babcock uh, playing Molly, who's yeah. a Marv's mom. In terms yeah. of yeah, so this guy who was a oh, by the oh, way, that's, really? I think yeah. I fell asleep. Oh, on you that didn't part. hear that part? I, I conked yeah. out in the last. It's Marv's mom. Yeah. Yeah. So she was Marv's mother. Oh, okay. And their plan was to. Oh kidnap. man, that adds up pretty yeah. good, though. So the <laughs> so the prince, yeah, the prince was visiting for the uh, Christmas party, and mm -hmm. the plan was to kidnap the prince. 
and ransom him for money. Okay. And she was the inside man trying to let the burglars in. So apparently when she gave them their, you know, waiter costume, she didn't tell them to take off the trench coat and all that stuff. They yeah, just put yeah. it on, on top. But what's extra weird is like French Stewart is playing Marv. Marv in the first movie was Daniel Stern, mm-hmm. but they have dressed French Stewart head to toe in Joe Pesci's costume. Yes, Harry's so, costume. Yeah, Harry, so they just didn't give a maybe shit. Maybe he's just like, supposed to be an amalgamation of the two. I guess. Like maybe they hey, thought that was more think iconic. That through. Or, it's just all. But just stupid. they could just yeah. call him Harry. Like it wouldn't be that big a deal. Do you think it's? Home it could have four. Whoever wrote this movie may or may not have seen Home Alone one. I wish they'd have just actually literally fused the two characters and called them uh-huh. Harvey. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this was another weird one where the family and the butler and people would be home, but they'd be like, "Okay, we're going on, you know, out to dinner," and then the burglars would come by, and they, there wasn't. I mean, Traps is putting it like loosely. Yeah. Like there wasn't much. It would be like they would walk into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Kevin sprayed him with this super futuristic, like, jacuzzi And then shower. flooded the house. Oh, yeah. Water damage. Like, it was, like, Universal Studios, like, tour style, <laughs> just water flashing out. That that house was destroyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there should be, like, mold and, and it's all yeah. sorts of poison. And But no, nothing. Everything's it's fine. fine. <laughs> it's the house of the future. That's right. House clean. <laughs> Did, didn't someone say they shot this in South Africa? Yes. Is that yeah, true? Somebody yeah. looked that up, yeah. It's very strange i don't know i i mean i guess it was cheaper or something i don't know why they were I there guess. i can't imagine it would, it would not be a money thing because yeah. why else would you ever shoot that there well, cheaper than random. shooting on any other sound stage <laughs> yeah you like, know what i mean like they're flying all those people all those american actors out to south africa it must have been some crazy tax break or something i guess no. so but the house is a joke because not only is it a set, but the windows like that you look out might as well have just like painted like background. It's yeah. just the most unrealistic looking mm-hmm. thing. It just looks terrible. Yeah, it's, it's literally the worst looking set I think I've ever seen for, <laughs> for a film like ever. Yeah, the room definitely looks better than this. Yeah, yeah. like without like no contest. We yeah. should uh, talk about there's a weird side plot with his parents like kind of trying to get back together. Yeah. Like that's the whole thing. His dad's like, yeah, I got bored of this family, so I went and fucked this billionaire. But now yeah. now that he's destroyed this house, I love my wife. Like, yeah. It's just <laughs> such a weird yeah. turn. I think that's the whole ABC family thing. They're like, let's work in this family gets back together plot, I guess. I guess. It was a weird choice. And once again, Kev, uh, Kevin. Oh yeah, I was gonna say Kevin. I was gonna change. I was gonna change the name uh, of someone else, but I know it is Kevin. It is Kevin. Kevin befriends uh, Prescott. Yeah, the socially uh, confused, I guess, Butler. Like he's, he's like, I hate everyone. But I'm so lonely. Yeah, he's, right. he's crushing. Oh yeah, that, that's his homeless guy of this yeah. movie. Yeah, and he convinces him to quit. A regal Butler <laughs> <laughs> convinces him to quit his well-paying job yeah. secure. So he just tells this woman to shove it at the end, and I guess now it is out of work. And the princess is like the only thing that she does, or not the princess, but like the, the the wealthy lady. The only thing she does in the whole movie is like she's like, I don't really want you to like be completely obsessed with your child. Why don't you come to this thing I want you yeah. to come to? It's not like it's not. She's clearly having a moment of like this person's kind of being shitty, but also she's not like a bad person. Oh no! And they just at all. shit on her. Yeah, her yeah. biggest crime is like they had a forty-five minute montage of tinseling the tree and throwing stuff on it, and they had a lot of fun. And then the next morning, she like hired professionals to clean it up and make the tree look nice. And then the dad's like, "What? Well, I, I thought we cleaned up the tree." Oh, she's I, like, "We had an appointment. I hey, forgot to cancel. Yeah, I forgot to cancel. Like that's it." And then at the end of the movie, he's like. 
I'm moving on. Hit the bricks, bitch. Like, well, it's like what? She, she does okay. have a scene where she threatens Kevin, although it is... I don't want to say it's Rightfully never. So. It's never justified to threaten a child, but it was kind of like he uh, destroyed. Sometimes it is. <laughs> he destroyed her house. What, what was the threat? Do you remember? Because I, like, I was in and out of this thing. Oh, it was. It was basically that if if you don't start, you know, behaving, that you'll never see your dad again. Yeah. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take him away. That's a little fucked up, but I mean, you have. I, I would say I would score that on the offensive meter at about a six. Sure. Like, no, that's no. like, and it goes know, down to a two for him destroying <laughs> her house. Yeah, no, it no. wasn't bad, but that was like the most sinister time. That that was a, that was that was your moment as an audience member to go, oh, I don't really. like Really, her. the main conflict of this lady is just that she's of a different class structure and has different yeah. priorities. That's really the issue here, and that's why his her, his dad eventually goes back to the the regular mom. Well, inherently, rich people are all jerks and deserve what com- what comes to them, and when it's bad. No, it's just priorities. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's not even like it's not about her being bad. It's just a conflict of interest that's literally all it is i'm wondering do you guys remember the very last scene in this movie yeah house snow yeah no (laughs) because i I fell asleep on the end so so. they in order like you said earlier the door open door closed like they had to talk into this sort of machine to tell the house what to do and yeah the very end it's snowing magically and he's like like, how do you do it snow and then this digital shit snow like comes down and it's this yay but it's not it's outside outside. it's it's digital like in so much as like it looked like a shitty special effect but Mm -hmm. it was supposed to be like the house is just magically making well i I looked at it like he had to communicate with god (laughs) it was just like time for the mood in like and then it was real snow like it just didn't make any sense yeah that's weird oh yeah there's another thing they they clearly did not film this in the right season so every time they would go outside like all the green bushes and stuff would be color corrected to be brown and it looked right. really yeah <laughs> it was very strange it looked like they were on a Star Trek planet or something it was just very <laughs> odd we were watching Mystic Force last night like a, a, basically a shitty Power Rangers show yeah. which is amazing it's amazing the best Power Rangers the, the special show. effects are of a Power Rangers level and they were doing the same thing where like they were just yeah. like hey, they're in a weird place so make all the green things purple like <laughs> it was just that kind of effect no uh, did you guys have anything else? Absolutely. For Home Alone 4? Moving on. I think that, that's plenty. The best in the series. <laughs> yeah, that one's bad. But uh, we had a final film, uh, the, I guess, small surprise of the marathon. Yeah, I'd say Star-studded. Uh, this final movie, which came out last year, was called Home Alone, The Holiday Heist. <laughs> Starring Malcolm McDowell. Yep. And who else was in it? Like uh, Azar. Eddie Steeples, who's right. like Crabman and Yes, uh, yes. My name is Earl. I guess Jodel Furland. Uh, Furland yeah, she's, she's and the, pretty cool. The female burglar has been in a fair amount. So she was oh, like Debbie Madonna. Mazur. Yeah, yeah, she's in Entourage and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. she was like Madonna's friend back in the day, like when mm-hmm. Madonna hit it big. Yeah. And Ed Asner is in this. Right. Yeah. As like the boss. <laughs> Crazy yeah. drunk Ed yeah, Asner. Drunk, <laughs> drunk Asner. So I don't know if we were like drinking the goofy juice or whatever, or if just because the last movie was so terrible that we were just ready for fucking anything. Yeah. But, but I have to say that I can't came into holiday heist being like well let's see what kind of piece of shit this is gonna be yeah and i'm i'm not about to sit here and say it's like a good movie but it actually had a couple moments of being like not all the way terrible third best yeah it, it had some amusing stuff i, I like the uh, trap setting montage yeah where, yeah. where, where it's like that multiple, was kind of cool multiple copies of him walking in and out of the frame yeah, that was and, like a good yeah. effect the interesting thing actually also is like they had this thing where they, he decides at one point i'm getting ahead of it a little bit but he fine. has to get all of his gear together to like make this house a trap for these people trying to 
break in and steal this painting that, it, that they found in a secret vault in their basement. And he goes to the hardware store and he's got like a whole wheelbarrow of stuff and he tries to buy it. And, and they're like, this costs like $4,000 or whatever. And he's like, oh, I only got like three bucks. And so he only has string. Yeah. So right. everything that he does is just the house and string, which is yeah. a cool yeah. new thing to do. Mm-hmm. They actually noticed a few times where the movie does that, where it sort of subverts your expectations a little bit. Like, uh, I think there's a scene where he's in the bathroom and like puts aftershave on and just sort of looks at the oh, yeah. mirror and just kind of goes like, eh, whatever, and like walks away. <laughs> like they're very intentionally this just being like, ain't your parents home alone. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, like his dad's talking about like the screen painting got stolen, and his dad does like a uh, like face, and then the, it's like the sister and him just go like, just, just don't, yeah, don't yeah. do that. Like, yeah, yeah. Stop. It's just like, oh, wow. It's pretty self-aware. Yeah, it's kind of weirdly self-aware. And the, it had a, the whole movie was like a panic room style of... Uh, right. Like, there was a secret room in the house that had the thing that they wanted, but the family, like, was only kind of... Only, like, the two kids were aware of it. Uh, but, you know, what was they didn't know quite what was in there that they wanted, and the sister gets trapped in there by a booby trap that the guy set. Right. It's weird. The, the plot was actually, like, seemed to me half-cribbed from, uh, like, Catch That Ghost... Uh, I don't know if you guys seen that. It's mm-hmm. it's like a um, Abbott and Costello movie, mm-hmm. or it might be no, it, Hold That I, Ghost I or Fall That Ghost. It is Catch That Ghost. Catch That Ghost or Grab Nab That Ghost. Something. I think it's yeah. Catch That Ghost. But the, the plot of that movie is like they've gone to a bootlegger's house mm-hmm. and they're looking for like treasure, and then gangsters are faking being ghosts to get them out of there. It's very. Mm-hmm. It's like Scooby Doo before they're yeah, Scooby Doo, yeah. basically. And then they're looking for this like treasure. So it was interesting to me. This movie has like it's a bootlegger. It's a bootlegger's house. There's a safe. There's these weird sort of oddities about the house. Like a catch that goes had way more, you know, you pull a lampshade and a, and a wall spins and yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. But uh, it definitely had elements of that. And uh, especially with the burglars kind of coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, catch that goes is obviously a way better movie, but mm-hmm. it, I don't know. Like whoever made, whoever like wrote this or directed this or put this together had some foot into like some knowledge about stuff that's actually not that bad yeah and it's actually uh again i think this sort of falls into the category of the the kid and whoever i forget his name what's the kid's name in this one finn finn that's right yes finn i think it's interesting like again this is sort of a scenario where finn is just a little unremarkable but i as an actor or whatever as a character but he actually is more i think engaging in many ways than the kid from the third movie than alex like, sure like he actually is bringing a little bit to the table and i actually this movie sort of spoke to me a little bit plot wise and that it's a really harsh criticism of modern technology which i think is like sort of yeah. interesting it was like about like how people are too connected to their like phones and to video games and how like you just it's time to like sort of step away because right. there's that funny actually sort of legitimately funny scene where the sister is locked in the basement and she finds a copy of War and Peace. <laughs> right. And then you keep cutting back to her and you're like, is is like an is she or is she not scenario gonna <laughs> right. read War and Peace? Then like the she keeps trying to use her phone and there's no signal. No signal. And she's just sort of looking at it. It's cutting to <laughs> it in her face. Like, mm, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, and then and, she, and then like one time you cut back and she's like on page two hundred and she's yeah. enraptured. But she's like just turning pages. Yeah, like it's like she can't wait to get to the next page, which is totally not the yeah. style of Warren Peace. You were so not- funny because you're like, yeah, War and Peace is a real page turn. Yeah. Like- <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, totally. That's sort of the the dad and mom's whole goal is kind mm-hmm. of like they want to spend time with the family and reconnect, and the kids are mm-hmm. just on their device. Like the son is on Xbox, yeah. the daughter is playing on her phone, and even more so than a realistic criticism of people being connected to technology. I mean, this kid is is sick. Uh, he's got ben a problem. Is sick. Mm-hmm. Like he had like I'm he has a, Xbox. I'm a big time gamer, and this yeah. kid like was worse than me. Like, yeah. it was pretty rough. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought it was sort of an interesting yeah. subplot to a movie. Well, that, plus, oh. it affords us the awesome, amazing cameo, or I guess not even a cameo. It's an actual character where they bring in. Um, this guy from Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. Yeah, yeah. And he's like right. this gamer that he plays with Bill Turnbull. Mm-hmm. He was but not that bad. He's, he's like, funniest funny. part of the movie. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he's like giving him advice over Xbox Live, <laughs> essentially, on how to defend his house. And he, there's like a misconception at first where he's like, people are trying to get into my house. He's like, I, I don't know what game that is, but it sounds like a castle defense game. What you want to do is use yeah. surroundings. He's like, okay. And then goes out and sets a bunch of traps because he's kind of retarded I guess Finn's a little weird in this movie yeah, yeah like, like him, he, he's like he's super scared of ghosts and like you know, I he, keep, the place is haunted. he keeps trying to hide in his parents like bed and even though he's like it's like way too old to he's be like 15 right. 16 yeah. he also has like no friends that's the mm. other thing it's well, like he just moved so yeah. Well, yeah. I mean they even sort of that, established that yeah. he didn't really know how to relate to people like all he does is play his video oh, right. game and that's there's it. a girl out yeah. front who's like I want to play and he's like you want to come play video games and she's like fuck that shit let's build a fort and he's like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is but which is actually kind of awesome I actually do like her character a lot because he then meets her and he's like oh well, what kind of stuff do you do around here and she's like well, we make snowballs. We make snowmen. <laughs> right. We make snow forts. She's doing like a Bubba from Forrest yeah. Gump. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you're just like, well, is there anything not related to snow that you do? She's like, no. Well, we make snow cones. Oh, wait, that's snow. <laughs> it's like actually kind of a funny. Yeah. She's actually kind of cute in it. Like she's like pretty, totally. pretty good. So. No, there's some actual legitimate funny lines. Like the Xbox guy has this bit where. He's like, hey, you going to be in around a few hours to give me some more advice? And he, it's like, it's this wide shot of him in this college empty, dorm room, yeah, yeah. completely empty. No one's around. He like gives it a beat, looks around. It's like, yeah, don't worry. I think I'll be here for the next like two to six years. Or <laughs> <laughs> I'll be it's, gaming. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, it was good. Like, I mean, there's still some dumbass shit in the movie. Like the, obviously the, when the burglars come and they're getting paint cans in their face and yeah, that stuff's kind of tired, but Malcolm McDowell dangling by a foot swinger on the side <laughs> yeah. of a building. There's some, I don't know what it is. There's something about Malcolm McDowell taking like face paint cans and do in this burglar movie that I was just like, man, really? Like Malcolm McDowell? I don't know. Um, oh, he gave he, up a long time It made ago. me De- Debbie Mazur getting stuck in a window and just having a whole sequence of her kicking dudes in the crotch. Yeah. Right. And trying to help her, yeah. like, yeah, the movie was pretty silly. Yeah, when I realized Malcolm McDowell was gone was way back in the day. It's about ten years ago, and I watched the directed Disney DVD Disney movie, The Princess of Thieves. Do you remember that? Mm, yeah. I should do this. It's a essentially what? it's a it's called That's Kira Knightley, right? Yeah, Kira Knightley plays Robin Hood's daughter. Oh shit! And she wants to be like a steal from the rich, give to the poor, like hero too. But he's like, oh, women can't do that. Blah blah. blah. He's like really like, sexist, Robin okay. Hood. Like, and then. Uh, the villain in it is played by Malcolm McDowell. Is like sort of like the Nottingham, Sheriff of Nottingham character, but he's so fucking bad in it. And this movie is really bad. But my favorite part of the whole movie is that she essentially has to go undercover as a guy to like so, so she can do okay. the steal from the rich, sure. and get to the poor thing. And it's Kira Knightley. So I mean, let's just put aside whether or not you personally have an affinity for her or think she's attractive. 
she's incredibly feminine. Like, yeah. like oh, yeah. there's no denying that Keira Knightley is a woman. And uh, so in the movie, she has hair that grows down to like her waist and she keeps it in a ponytail. And then to go in disguise as a man, she cuts her hair shoulder length. <laughs> and then for the rest of the movie, she's walking around and we're like, oh, hello, sir. Would you like to enter the archery right, tournament? Just Keira Knightley. Yeah, with like yeah. normal woman's hair length. Like, it's insane. <laughs> but yeah, he, he like, uh, Malcolm McDowell plays a really horrible character in Got that it. movie. And he's been doing that ever since. Yeah, see that Princess of Thieves? The Princess of Thieves. Was Enjoy. that a, like, in the theater movie? No, or? I don't oh, think okay. so. I think it was direct, like, direct to DVD. Oh, it's probably a Disney Channel original or something. Yeah. yeah. Was he's that. Oh yeah, see he's he's done some okay stuff. Sure. Since then, you know, we're, well, we're talking about Tank Girl. Yes. Uh, no, that was Tank Girl way like past twenty Tank years Girl. ago. Like, yeah. Yeah, this well, was like Tank Girl was like about eight years. But Princess prior. of Thieves must have been like early two thousands, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Tank Girl's like nineteen ninety five or something like that. Yeah. We were watching Silent Hill two, like the really bad one. Sure. And um, he's in it. Like, is he really? Yeah. yeah. Which is like, like, well, actually, it's kind of surprising they got Sean Bean to come back for that thing. But that movie's a piece of crap, and like, it was widely regarded as such. Yeah. But it was so funny to see Malcolm McDowell be this character that's buried into like the third act. Yeah, yeah. Just like show up, and you're like, oh, how are you in all these bad things? And the Halloween, like Rob Zombie oh, yeah. movies. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know, but he, you know what? To be fair, I have to, do, I do have to give him a little bit of credit that. It's, although sometimes he feels like he's sort of half-assing it, he actually does put energy into these mm. roles. Like it's not like he's just saying the lines. Like he's trying, sure. sort of. But yeah, well, he has a natural just sort of quality to like. Yeah. He could just read anything well, and it'd he, be okay. He like, was my favorite part of Fallout Three. Sure, like, he was a great the, part the of that president game. of the Absolutely. United States. <laughs> I liked him in because he guessed it on like Community as a oh, yeah. teacher. He was pretty good in that. Hmm. He was okay. But yeah. So yeah. Anyway, go watch Princess of Thieves. <laughs> you will be disappointed. Oh, that's too bad. But yeah, I, I don't know what else we could really say about this kind of holiday heist movie. Like, it was just sort of a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'd recommend like gods to go watch it or anything like that. But if you're curious about weird Home Alone sequels that you never knew existed. It's definitely the better of the two. Oh, absolutely. And to be fair, honestly, I'm being totally honest when I say this. If I were to go back and watch these movies, I would watch one again, of course. Sure. Two... I'm getting to the point I think I had my fill kind of (laughs) like I've seen it at least eight or nine times and I just don't really care anymore it has its moments if it was up to me I would only watch a couple of the gags in the in the house scene and I would watch angels with even filthier souls and that's pretty much all I care about but if I had a choice I would watch the first movie and this movie as like if I were to continue to watch home alone movies yeah. yeah, and I know we sort of talked about it very glowingly. It sounds because we talked about the things we really like. It is kind of a dud. Let's not like it's, right. no, it is a dud. Yeah, it's not a good movie. Well, yeah. I'd say it's just when it's like yeah. Now that we talked it up, you'd go watch it and be like, "What the fuck were these yeah, guys yeah. smoking?" But when you're ready for just rock bottom shit, yeah, yeah, and you're sitting there and you're on movie five of a like yeah. what has become a pretty rough marathon, yeah. Anything that's actually of quality, you're just kind of surprised by. I'm like, yeah. oh wow, well that's kind of funny. I know? think, yeah. And the parents actually had characters where, yeah, like, mm-hmm. like they, I believed that they were people. Yeah, like that they they weren't they weren't flat like they were in four or not even not even around as they were in three. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they they had a lot of whole they had a lot of screen time. Honestly, yeah, they kept coming back cutting back to them at the party. Yeah, with Ed right. Asner as yeah. the drunk like her new drunk boss, and Ed Asner's usually good in everything, and he's still funny in this. No, and I don't. Know, I think what this movie lacks in story and structure, it totally makes up for in character. 
Which definitely because it's just like you know you, the, like I said there's not it sounds sort of the movie sort of a dud because plot wise it's the same old shit and doesn't really bring anything new to the table as far as that but the characters themselves are written so interestingly um, that as for for the characters in this franchise that it really sort of engages you more yeah. than the others honestly the movie kind of strikes me as someone was hired to make a Home Alone movie and within those constraints being like well I have to do this yeah what else can I do to make this interesting mm-hmm. and not just the same old shit yeah and so all the stuff that we thought was kind of all right about it seemed to me to be sort of paving its own road like you said that sort of angle of the family unit mm-hmm. and devices and like that's stuff that yeah they touch on family getting along in the other movies but not in nearly in the way they did in this last movie yeah yeah and that just anything that was kind of a new look at it was mm-hmm. interesting to me yeah and then yeah. it's like but unfortunately it's a home alone knockoff movie yeah yeah like that was its worst the worst thing about it yeah and although it does have a sort of direct to tv feel it does feel that sort of generic it does actually for me of the other of the movies we've watched other than the original does have sort of a very good feeling of environment Mm -hmm. when you're watching it like the house feels it's it's probably a set but it feels a little more real than the other stuff and then when there's like horror angle of like haunted house yeah yeah that was kind of new yeah so it's sort of added a little touch of something and actually the black guy who you said was from my name is earl or whatever yeah he's pretty funny in it too actually because he's like he plays this bungling burglar who is actually legitimately afraid the house is haunted and he sells it really well (laughs) actually yeah and he loves eating like gingerbread cookies and keeps taking them and stuff Yeah, it's it's, it's watchable. Yeah. It's, it's not going to change your life, but <laughs> for if you want a Christmas movie, it's it's watchable. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, there you go. Home Alone Marathon in the can. Yeah, Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Merry Christmas to everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. You feel yeah. the animal. <laughs> and a happy new year. <laughs> I, th- I think at the end of it all, uh, like you said, Matthew, it's kind of the first movie is the one that's going to last. Yeah. And the rest are, as these marathons go, just kind of chasing that dream mm-hmm. of recapturing it. You'll, you'll get them on the, the DVD that has two, three, and four, two, three, four, and five all on one disc. Yeah. 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 That has to be like <laughs> that's the only two, way you're going to see them. Two has enough clout to it that it can stand i think right if the blu-rays maybe down the line will have or like the 4ks or whatever the next format is going to be is home alone one and two and then home alone three through five on the next disc or seven you don't know how many are going to get made until then thank god we did this now there's more coming out (laughs) yeah i think it's like definitely see home alone even if you haven't if you really love home alone watch the second one and then if you're curious check out the fifth one And other than that, if you're just, just into Christmas up. movies, yeah. like honestly, yeah. and then three and four, just stay away. Yeah, don't ever watch those. <laughs> Absolutely, awesome. All right, well, uh, yeah, I guess we should talk a bit about what's coming up. Uh, we don't really have an official marathon uh, coming up for next year, but oh, by the way, this is this is our holiday uh, podcast, but we're not gonna have anything until January after this. Although I guess it's kind of December now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we sort of, uh, Halloween sort of bled into November, but yeah. this is sort of going to be our December. Usually every month, every year we tend to skip one of the yeah. holiday months just yeah. because things get busy. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I don't know what we're going to be doing for January. So we're open for suggestions from listeners. So if you have a suggestion for us to marathon, please email us at cinemarathon at gmail.com. And then in addition to that, uh, you if you want to follow along with us while we watch these marathons or look back on past marathons that we've watched and see what we kind of think in the moment, we usually do like a live uh, tweeting of the uh, marathons we're watching. And so you can follow that feed on either our Facebook page or on our Twitter account. Our Twitter account is at Cinemarathon Pod. That's Cinemarathon P-O-D. 
And uh, our Facebook page is facebook.com slash Cinemarathon. And all of that information can be found on our website, which is cinemarathonpodcast.com. So guys, thank you very much. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we will see you in 2014. Oh my God. Thanks for listening. Have a good one, guys.